after the last three years of spending way too much time at home, on Zoom, and frankly, not wearing pants, it's time for this conversation. Last year, around this time, when things in Canada started to reopen, I found myself looking around at what other people were wearing, and I felt like a fish out of water. First of all, going to the beach left me with a serious question. Why is there no fabric on the bottom of the bathing suits? No, seriously, like I'm not that old, but in my day, we did not wear thongs to the beach. But what I was wearing, what I thought were my slightly sexy, slightly risque bikini bottoms, made me look like a full-on grandma on Kids Beach. It turns out that somewhere in the last few years, we've gone from bikini bottoms to thong bottoms, and no one sent me the memo. At the stores, as I went back and started to do some shopping, it was super clear that the styles had changed. High waists, bell bottoms, wait a minute, rips are back, crop tops are happening? What is going on? And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like all of us millennials are looking around and wishing we'd kept all of our 90s gear because apparently it's back in style. Now, I share these anecdotes for a laugh for those of you that are trying to picture me in my grandma bikini bottoms and trying on crop tops. But also, I'm sharing these to highlight some of the stresses and the frustrations that I feel and I know so many other women out there feel when it comes to fashion and style. Sometimes it feels like there's a secret club that people know the trends and that there must be some email list that I'm clearly not a part of. Staying up to date on all the trends feels like a second job and it's hard to know how and where to find out about what's happening and we end up feeling lost. There's also a lot of rules when it comes to fashion. Some of them are legit and some are not. Some are tried and true ideas of what looks great, but honestly, most of them tend to be rooted in one person's opinion or even toxic messaging about what our bodies can and can't and should and shouldn't wear. Let's also talk about the very real barriers to fashion. It can be really expensive. And as someone who values sustainability, the fast fashion industry is something I work really hard to stay away from. But those two things are hard to balance. It's also time consuming. You know, we're busy. I know we're all busy. It's hard to figure out where to find the styles, what is stylish, and then actually going shopping. First of all, I don't enjoy it. And then second, dragging along a five-year-old sounds like my worst nightmare. So it just doesn't happen. And maybe you can relate to the way that I feel, which is I have this desire and this need to make the most out of the clothes I already have and find ways to feel stylish and confident in a way that's efficient and that works for me. And if you can relate, you want to find it in a way that works for you too. Look, I get it. Fashion and style can be seen as superficial, as something that is optional or frou-frou or not taken seriously. Myself, I have definitely felt these sentiments and had these thoughts before. Maybe you have too. But here's the thing that I've realized. Our confidence makes plays a massive role in how we feel and how we feel ends up hugely impacting and guiding how we show up in the world and ultimately what we're able to do, what we're able to achieve, what we're able to create, experience, and how we live our lives. And fashion and personal style, they play a role in how we feel confident and how we feel. And so it's all tied together into us being able to live an incredible life. That's why I'm so excited to be joined today with Tamara Maynardi, who is a style curator. Now, if you're like me and you don't know what that means, it's basically a personal stylist. And she's here to talk about the deeper meaning of fashion, of style, and how we can feel confident in our clothes, and then take that to the rest of our lives, including things like our goals. Yep, I had to drop that in here. What I love about Tamara is that she has really changed my mind about style. And in this episode, you're going to hear that style can actually be healing, that trends are not the be-all, end-all, be-all, and how to be proud of who you are and how you show up and reflect that in what you wear. 
This episode is very vulnerable and really beautiful and not just full of a bunch of fashion news and fashion don'ts. That being said, Tamara does drop amazing tips and strategies for you to feel confident in your closet and what you wear and have get ready to have fun with your clothes. In this episode, you're going to learn, first of all, you're going to hear about Tomato's mental breakdown. And vulnerably, she shares about how it led to her rediscovery of personal style and above all of her happiness, confidence, and joy. And I know a lot of you are going to resonate with this because I know we've a lot of us have had a tough couple years. You're also going to hear why style is important, especially if you've been told it's superficial or it doesn't matter or it's a waste of your time. You're also going to learn about what style rules you can leave behind. I mean, hello, white pants in winter, anyone? Let's go. And you're going to learn about Tomato's advice and guidance on how to create your personal style. You're going to hear and also get some resources and tools about how to understand your body type, your color and skin tones, so that you can identify your personal style and help you dress yourself for more fun, unique, and in more expressive ways. Tamara also talks about how to organize your closet and why it's the perfect first step. Not to mention it's sustainable, affordable, and like me, likely to pleasantly surprise you. You're going to hear about where to start with putting an outfit together and where to go for style inspiration. Let's also talk about this. Uh, After the last couple years, I asked Tamara the question here about what I should do with my clothes that no longer fits. And trust me, I know this can feel like a lot of judgment and shame from ourselves or outside, but in this conversation, it is not here. We are all about transparency with no shame or judgment. Finally, you're going to hear about some powerful advice for styling your different body parts and my favorite tips and where to find stylish and comfortable footwear. Yep, we're going there. I'm on ready for flats. I have to be wearing flats. How do we make it comfortable and look cute? Now, I just want to remind you why this matters. And again, it can feel like fashion is, is superficial, but I really believe this is so important because you have one like my friend. And whether you decide to go full thong on the beach or not, I want you to feel confident, to have fun, to feel great in your body, and be ready to play with how you present yourself with to the world. Get ready to listen to this episode and leave feeling excited to dress yourself, express yourself, and feel inspired and ready to have fun with style. So Golden Girls, let's do this. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello, Golden Girls, and welcome to this episode of Golden Girls Podcast. I am here with Tamara Menardi. Tamara is a style curator with a decade of experience in the fashion industry, and she is dedicated to creating personalized looks that capture the distinct individuality of her clients. Going beyond trends, I hope you all heard that, beyond the trends, her mission is to empower her clients by helping them express themselves through fashion, fostering confidence, self-esteem, and overall well-being. (laughs) 
With Tamada's expertise, her clients can enjoy a sense of comfort, style, self-assurance in all aspects of their lives. And I got to tell you, I'm so happy to have her here. Tamada and I recently hosted a clothing swap together here in Vancouver. She taught us a style class and we've been working together too. She's been helping me with my style, my closet, and I feel so much better about it, which is why I'm so honored to have her here and super excited to share uh, Tamara and all her wisdom with you here today. So welcome to the show, Tamara. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and uh, continue to work together. I've loved working with you. It's been a lot of fun, honestly. It really has. Oh, oh, I really appreciate that. You're right back at you. It's it's been awesome. We've had some good times. We've made some great style. Uh, we've we've helped you've helped me with my my look, my closet. Oh my gosh, my closet. Um, and you helped so many people at our clothing swap as well. And you know, that night we hosted our clothing swap. I think we had 35 women in Vancouver come out. And it was just so clear. It was like, you know what? Why are we just doing this only for the people that are here in the room tonight? Why not bring Tamara to the full stages of Golden Girls Podcast? So that is what we're doing here today. Um, And, you know, you've been on a journey. This hasn't all been, you know, Dior, Prada and Gucci. Oh, my. This is this has been a journey for you. So maybe you can start by sharing with everyone the last couple of years, you know, your the the low points, what you've been through to come out on the other side and, and be where you are. For sure. Um, it's definitely been a journey. That's one way to put it. Um, in December of 2020, I had a pretty big mental breakdown or burnout, whatever it is you want to call it. I feel like everything always has to be titled perfectly. Um, and it was a really big moment in my life where I literally hated everything, not only myself, but the person I was with at the time, the, where I was working, where I was living. It was just an accumulation of things that weren't a good fit for me. And having that breakdown was really hard because it was reality kind of slapping me in the face to say, you're not okay. You're not happy with who you are. You're neglecting yourself. Um, I, have, I, do have, I do have a talent that I can put on a great facade and make everything look you know, perfect and wonderful. And, like, and there's no problems in the world. But my body and my brain were, were like, you got to knock this off. This, is, this isn't you. And I stopped everything from I stopped my business because I had originally launched my business as a personal stylist. And um, I had gone more virtual. Uh, because I was living in Kelowna at the time, and uh, I stopped everything to do with social media. I really just kind of gave up on myself. The only thing that was maintained through all of that was my hair. Um, That was one thing I would not let go. It grew out. Um, I also tried to diet during COVID, which was a bad idea. Um, (laughs) But I'm sure we all did all sorts of things during COVID. Um, And I spent a good, I'd say the last two years, healing myself. Six months after I'd moved back to Vancouver from Kelowna, um, I ended things with uh, my partner at the time. And uh, I realized him and I him and I breaking up really needed to happen sooner rather than later. And uh, I thought he brought me to Kelowna. He could bring me back to Vancouver. It was never really a proper discussion that we had. Um, But I realized how much I neglected myself. 
I made sure he was always okay, that everything he needed, he got. Um, I supported him not only financially, but also emotionally. And it was really draining. Um, and I just gave up on myself. I didn't even dress myself. Maybe that might be hard for others to believe, but I'd say in the last maybe like year, I've really started to like put more effort into my look, but I had to spend the time on me first before getting to where I am now. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I would be curious to see an Instagram poll of how many people had some sort of a breakdown or burnout in the last couple of years. Um, and so I'm sorry for what you went through and what you experienced. I'm sorry for anybody listening who went through those. I know there's, there are so many of us. Um, and I'm really glad to see you coming back to you know healing yourself and then having that show up on the outside. And I think so many parts of your story are going to resonate from the fact that so many people did and have been struggling mentally in the last couple years. And also what you said around like taking care of everybody else first, I think, you know, as women were conditioned a lot of that, you know, if you think about the highest compliment we can give a woman's office often like selfless, which like she literally doesn't even exist is if you break down that word. And, um, and also the idea that you're really good at putting on a facade and putting on a show. And I, I think that will also hit with a lot of people because we're taught to make everything look good on the outside. Um, and, you know, I'll be really honest with you. I like authenticity, genuine, um, like what's real is really, really important to me. And that's probably one, been one of the things that I'm resistant to about a lot of things in the fashion world is that I feel like it can it can play into the facade that whether, you know, for me, when I was in my early twenties, the facade that I put on was that I was rich. I had a whole lot of really nice clothes, as you saw in my closet and a whole lot of debt behind the scenes that no one saw. Um, and so I feel like fashion can be the facade. And what I love, you know, about this, about you, about this whole conversation is that where we're going with this is that, um, fashion can actually be, and style can be representative of everything that's going on really well for you and of how you feel on the inside and then how that plays out in terms of confidence on the outside, how that allows you to achieve the goals that you want to achieve, how that allows you to connect to the people you want to connect to, how that allows you to move the way you want to move in the world and be confident in whatever situation you're in. So I just want to say like, this is, and I really appreciate that. I think it's so much deeper than just, I don't know, not to say like silent fact, it's just much deeper than what people may think. And even what I may think of the facade of the fashion and style world. So thank you for bringing that home. Um, so, okay. So Tamana, that's why I think the story of your mental breakdown is really appreciated. And, and thank you for sharing it. Like, what do you, why do you think that's so important? Why are you, you know, pulling off the mask and, and sharing that? Cause it's obviously very vulnerable and very personal. I really believe that if we are able to share our stories through the good, the bad, and the really freaking ugly that we've been through in our lives, um, you never know who could help. Um, I mean, I've followed a lot of people online who I really admire, and you know, some of them have shared their stories of the things that they went through. Um, I think especially on social media, we do kind of sugarcoat things a little bit, but this was something very real for me. And I am, I talk about it a lot when I meet new people, um, pending on the circumstance, but I just really want it to be something for people to know that 
even if they're going through something that people have gone through this, you are able to, you know, see the light at the end of the uh, end of the tunnel. And sometimes I think we want things so yesterday and we want it to be done so quickly and we forget that things do take time. Um, and I have to remember that myself because I think, oh, I want this done so fast. I want it instantly. And then, and then I think, well, no, that's, you know, I kind of think back to like my bees Nona, like my great grandmother and then my Nona, who's like my grandmother what they were able to achieve during their lifetimes. And it was a slow process. It didn't happen overnight and they were able to accomplish a lot of things, but it took time. Hmm. Such a good reminder. So you didn't just, you know, go six months without changing your clothes and, you know, having a hard time and then dressing and dressing well, and then all of a sudden feeling good. Like you are an advocate for, taking care of yourself on the inside first and allowing that to show on the outside. How did you do that? What did that look like? Cause it wasn't just like a, an all out. It's not, we're not talking about like an all out shopping spree that suddenly you feel better, right? No, it really was, you know, starting by uh, taking a shower, <laughs> uh, you know, they really help. They, they really do. do. And you know, changing up my routine. I was going to therapy once a week at the time. And the therapist really helped to hold me accountable. Um, I think when you're in a position of power, I don't know if that's the right way to label that, but when you are constantly making decisions around everybody and everything and you're, you know, having to be that leader, when someone else is telling you what to do, there is a sense of comfort in that. And a lot of my life has been figured out, uh, been thrown in the deep end. Thank goodness I'm an ex-competitive swimmer, so I can swim. Um, <laughs> both figuratively speaking and literally. Uh, but that mentality sometimes can be really draining of having to make those decisions and having to be responsible when you just want somebody else to lean on to kind of hold your hand to get to the next step. And she really helped me to, you know, just take little steps, take it day by day. And every week when we met, we did something more and just kept adding to it and me taking the time to really just hold space for myself. Um, my more recent therapist always tells me to hold compassion for myself, which is great when I get to tell everybody else about it, but I still have to work on that. Mm, I think that's going to resonate for a lot of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so hard to have compassion with ourselves and yet yeah, one of the biggest gifts we can give ourselves. Uh, thank, thanks for sharing that. So, all right, what would you say to the people who then would think, all right, so you've healed yourself on the inside. Like, why does fashion even matter? Isn't it uh, kind of superficial? Um, will I be taken seriously? Style doesn't matter. Why? What do you say to those people about why you think style is important? Style is really, I think, a way for you to express yourself. For me, style is an extension of my personality. And I think something that we seem to forget we can have fun with. 
I was very fortunate to grow up with my Nona and, you know, she had definitely a great closet. She had a lot of custom made clothes. She had some designer clothes. She had a lot of clothing that if, for example, a shirt, she would buy it in five different colors. She would do the same with shoes. If she found a pair of shoes that fit her, she used to shop at Ingledews quite regularly. It's no longer an establishment, but if she found a pair of shoes for her very narrow feet, she would literally buy five pairs. So once a year, she went shopping and she did just the whole whole thing. And obviously using what she had in her closet and then implemented things that were missing or what she needed. Or if something new came out and she felt that she wanted to treat herself, then she would. Mm. What what kind of mindset blocks do you see get in the way of people doing this? Like, I, I feel like... There's got to be like financial, I don't want to spend money on this or fashion is expensive or um, even like I want people to take me seriously so I've got to dress a certain way for this or or even like um, I don't want to be like objectified so I don't want to look that good. Like I feel like there's a lot of pieces in there um, and I, I know you have some stories from your time at J Crew. Like what kinds of things did you come across there that you saw people doing or saw people thinking that you want to help you move through? working at J crew had a lot of stories. <laughs> um, you know, one that was quite common were younger women who just finished uh, university and they were going to work for, you know, one of the big four accounting firms, or they were going to a law firm. They were engineers. Um, I started to learn all the little mannerisms for each industry. And now uh, going out in public, it's a lot of fun because people are like, oh, you know that? I'm like, I, I know. I have a joke that I am Hawkeyes. I know and see all. And that's what makes me also a great personal stylist because I really spend the time to understand who you are and always on the lookout for what's going to work for you. And these young women would be like, we just need a black suit. And so it turned into a bit of a discussion because I said, you are at a point in your life where you don't First of all, it doesn't matter what age you are. I think sometimes we get so caught up in just having to wear black because we're like, that's good enough. But there are so many other colors that you can pull from. So J. Crew had a suiting section and I said, try the navy on. Like, it's not going to hurt you. All you have to do is try it on. And nine times out of 10, they would buy the navy suit over the black suit. And they're like, this looks great. I said, I know. <laughs> that's why I picked it for you. And I think there's kind of two pieces to it. There is my, like, people get in their own heads. They build up that narrative that it's not for them because of whatever. They make something up. Or somebody has told them something and they are dead set on that that doesn't look good on you because you're a certain age or because of your body type. And that narrative is bullshit. It really is because you should hold confidence in you and how you look. And again, it starts from the inside. Another great story was a young woman was getting ready to interview for a law firm. I tell this story so much. Um, she, I put her in a Navy suit jacket with a pencil skirt that was gray tweed with hints of navy. She was full figured and everything fit her like a glove. She came out of the change room 
I literally put my hands on my knees and I was like, oh damn, you look good. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, like, <laughs> you look really good. This is amazing. You look fantastic. And um, it was such a great moment. It's something I talk about all the time. I gave her some red pumps and she's like, I can't get the shoes. They're just a little bit much, but she's like, I'm buying the rest, the suit jacket and the skirt. And it made me feel really good because I was like, I've made her look amazing. And I feel like if she had gone anywhere else, I feel like people would have made her look really frumpy. And because she's full figured, which I think is again, another rule or who knows who made what up that I don't believe in. It doesn't matter what size you are, your body type, clothes have to fit you properly. And when they do, you will always look great. Ooh, I think you just nailed it there. When it fits you properly, you will always look great. I wholeheartedly agree. Whenever I see women that look fantastic on the street, I try and look and, and because I fashion doesn't really come naturally to me. Um, I don't know. It must come naturally to some people, but not to me. And I always look and I'm like, what is it about their style that I really like? And I would say 10 out of 10 times, it's that it fits them really well. And like that just to me always looks so great to see people owning their bodies, feeling confident in their bodies and having clothes that fits really well. So yeah, I love that you said that. There are a lot of rules when it comes to fashion. Um, wearing white after Labor Day, what you can and can't wear with skin tones and hair color and shapes and all of the things, what you can and what you think you can and can't wear at a certain job or what looks professional. What is your take on the rules? What do you think about the fashion rules? I've broken a lot of them. <laughs> I think a lot of fashion rules that are out there is they're out there, but you again have to find what works for you. I mean, I wear white pants all year round because there's a way to style them in the winter and there's a way to style them in the summer, right? It's a pant that you can take all year round. It's about layering it. Um, we also talked about like black and blue together, particularly not my favorite together just because they're both really dark tones and they don't really complement each other well. That one I do agree with, but in terms of, I had run into someone at the clothing swap and she had mentioned that someone had said, you know, if you're a bit shorter and petite, you should only wear nude shoes to make your legs look longer, which to be honest, I'm still gobsmacked that that's out there as information because really shoes are the place where you should be having fun and add that pop of color. And again, doesn't matter how tall or short you may be you should be able to play with it. So I think that that's, that's a bit of a mind, a mind game that isn't needed when it comes to fashion. Maybe there's a certain style of shoe you could and couldn't wear, but again, you, you gotta find what works for you. And when you do, then you really stick to it and that's how you can build on your wardrobe. Love it, love it. Okay, so what rules or guidelines do you think are helpful for people, for people who are like, okay, there's no rules. Well, how do I know? Like, what? I feel like we sometimes need a little bit of structure, a little bit of guidance. What do you think is helpful for people when it comes to styling themselves? My formula or system I like to follow, being someone who loves to be organized, is one, understanding your body type. 
because understanding your body type also helps you to search what's out there so you can find others that are either similar or looks that are dedicated for that body shape. And um, once you've done that, I also look at color palettes and understanding colors that work for your skin tone. And what I've recently discovered on top of you know discovering your color tone is understanding the colors that you actually love. Like what are the colors that you gravitate to? Because I'm noticing just, you know, from me being my own guinea pig is that the colors that I really love in comparison to my skin tone matching are pretty much on par. Um, and intuitively, I think we know what we really love. And then the same goes with the style. What styles do you love? Do you love prints and patterns or do you love more of a rocker look um do you like bohemian french uh are you a maximalist are you really like a minimalist like there's so many different styles that can incorporate together and once i feel you figure that out shopping becomes a lot easier because you know what it is that you're looking for this is so interesting because I feel like we hear these things and I like had heard this and maybe maybe even I did it in like a teen Vogue magazine 20 years ago or something like that or looked at it in Cosmo 10 years ago but it I think well I mean obviously style does evolve and we evolve and so if style is an expression of our personality continuity continuation of it, then of course the, uh, the way that we look is going to change. Um, and so I, that was one of the things I really loved about working with you is learning about my body type and also identifying my style because I didn't really know how to label it, how, like what it was. I was like, I don't know, is Lululemon a style? I don't know. Um, it turns out athleisure is a style as Chip Wilson has invented. Um, and feminine is a style. And there was, you know, some really great things that you kind of taught me and that really helped me to anchor down and not to say not necessarily like a rule or a guideline but but some of those a bit of like a parameter a space to play within um to feel confident and know that those are things that I'm probably gonna like now you have a style guide to help people with this tell us about that yes so the style guide walks you through step by step understanding your body type and then taking your measurements is also really important this way you've got them documented so if you're shopping online you can just pop over and look at what your measurements are and something you can kind of check in maybe every six months to a year maybe two years do whatever you want there's no again you have to it's good to know what your measurements are when shopping online though so that you're actually able to, you know, see what will work for you and what size you need to purchase. Because thanks to all the stores that are out there, sizing is a gong show. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes. So at the swap, I swear to goodness, I took something from the small, the medium, and the large racks, all the things, all of the racks, yes. And I'm sure my closet has extra smalls and extra larges in it. Like, I just feel like there's no continuity. Um, I love that tip there, too. Um, so we should also say this. The style guide is free. It's in the show notes. We've linked to it below, so make sure you check those out. Um, and some of these tips, like having your measurements. I've been doing measurements for the past few months, and, and having them on my phone, it surprised me how many times I've needed them for like ordering clothes or like I don't even remember what else I've used it for, but I've definitely gone back to it a few times. It's one of those things that I never would have thought 
I needed to have handy, but I have a note on my phone now and they're there and it's it's great. Um, and what I love too, colors. I always feel like, I don't know, I feel like obviously skin changes between December and July. I'm two totally, it feels like two totally different colors, but there's like apps now, and maybe you all know this, and maybe I'm like living under a rock, but there's apps to help you figure out your color palette. And that's all in the guide too, yes, right, Tamara? And you can use your wrist as well. That's another little trick uh, that you can do. But I think starting out knowing the colors you really love is a great guideline to start, and you will see that there are comparisons. Okay, so the, the apps... And the wrist tip, they're in the style guide. So go check those out because it is really great, really interesting. Um, check that out. So now I have a couple questions that have kind of come in from our community, uh, a little bit more about style. So I'm wondering, where do you suggest people start? Do people start, you know, with shoes and work their way up? Do we start with the top and work our way down? How do you suggest people dress themselves? I think the first thing is really going through your closet, literally trying on everything you own because you need to see what is actually fitting you. I think we're all guilty of having things in our closet that either don't fit or we don't wear anymore, we don't love them, whatever the case may be. And honestly, taking the time to try everything on is Yes, a lot of time, but my I, I do have also my organizational guide where I talk about if that's really overwhelming for you, then start with one piece. So try on all your pants. And then when you try on all your pants, put them back, take the ones that don't fit, you don't like, donate them, sell them, whatever is possible for you to do or join a clothing swap. And then the next day, do all your tops. And then once you've done all your tops and you just sort of trickle through. So once you've tried all your clothes on, the next thing is trying to see, okay, what outfits do I wear on a regular basis? And put outfits together. And if you need some ideas, there's Pinterest to give you some guidelines. As an example, put on, you see someone who's wearing a t-shirt, a blazer, a pair of jeans, a belt, and a pair of shoes and a handbag. Go find all those things in your closet, the t-shirt, the jeans, the belt, the shoes, and the blazer and a handbag and put it all together. Or this will also help you to see, okay, something missing from my closet. Don't have a blazer that I like totally love, or I feel is really structured that I can use as a blazer or just as like outerwear. So there's ways to go about it that's very simplified, but sometimes I think we just like overcomplicate it and then we're like, I don't know. And then just walk away and then don't think about it for six months and then someone starts talking about fashion and then it comes up again and then nothing happens. It's just sort of a vicious cycle. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate to that for sure, for sure. Um, and I want to just put in a shameless plug here because, um, you know, I think you said, you talking about going back to the closet, like I do think, I mean, it's the Pareto rule. 
we wear 80%, uh, sorry, we wear 20% of what we own 80% of the time, which would mean that there's 80% of our closet left that we probably completely forgotten about. And I know having Tamara come over and look at my closet, I found so many things that I was like, oh yeah, I have this or I like this. And there's a couple things that I decided to move along and pass on to the swap. There were some things that we put in the pile to go to the tailor. Um, And then there was a lot of things that I rediscovered. And and so I just, I, I encourage everybody listening, take this step go into your own closet, shop your own closet. This doesn't have to be, you know, go out and buy all the things. It can really start with looking at, it is important to start with what you have and go with that. And and working with Tamara has been so helpful for that. So, you know, a little shameless plug in there. This is something that she does and she's really great at. Um, so any closet organization tips let's go down this train how and what how do you've seen you've seen my closet it's slowly getting better but what 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 does everybody else need to do and what do I need to do tell me take take us to church (laughs) it really is like taking everything out um I know again that's such a big feat but it really is starting from scratch and taking everything out trying everything on Um, the way that you place things is really important so that you're able to see all of your clothes. So putting all of your jackets together, typically your jackets and outerwear you want to keep in your front closet if you have one. Um, and then in your closet, in your bedroom, you're going to want to organize things. Um, as an example, I had my my master suite closet done in a way that all my dresses and skirts are in one spot so that they hang and everything is also color coordinated as well uh, because it becomes easier to find. Uh, so I'm definitely going to send this to my husband and be like all of your jackets and blazers need to go in the front entry closet or in our storage. So thank you, Tamara. Thank you. Troy, I hope you're listening. Um, and I got to say, um, I started organizing by color a little bit and I already love it because one of the things after Tamara came over, I was like, I don't have any white tops. Like I, I that's like, I, I was, we were starting to put together a list of things I, I may need to invest in. Turns out I have at least eight, maybe 10, maybe 12 white tops. I just didn't have them together. So they were all over. Um, so I love the 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 uh, the color coordination. I never would have imagined that I would be that person, but I'm already loving it. So that is a great tip. And you have a closet organization guide as well. So we're gonna link to that in the show notes, so you guys can all get that all for free. Um, and you know, let let us know how it goes. Uh, okay, one of the questions that came up at the swap, um, and I you know we've kind of talked about this, but I wanna I wanna bring it up. One of the women said, "I have quote thick legs." How do I style them? What was your advice to her? What is your advice to her? Anybody else who feels this way that has been told they can wear this or they can't wear that because of a certain body body shape? When comments like that come up, I find it honestly to be a little bit heartbreaking. So I have to kind of take a moment for myself to, again, hold compassion because I understand that I've been been there myself. Um, my body shape is a little more rectangular. I have broad shoulders, haven't been a swimmer. So I understand that we can really focus and hone in on body parts of ourselves in a negative light versus looking at it in a positive way. And the recommendation that I gave was really trying on a lot of different pants. I know that that is time consuming, but 
when you try on different types of pants, this allows you to find what actually works for you. I just had a client today who um, we went through a lookbook she put together of all the photos of her in her different outfits. And she was pretty, you know, stuck on her joggers. And I told her that it's just not as flattering. She had two pairs of pants, a pair of jeans that were a bit more wide leg and cropped. And um, the other ones were more of a straight leg. She really likes a good high waist. She's got a little bit more of a fuller figure around her uh, rear, um, but she has a small waist. And I was like, you are on track here. You have the things. And sometimes I think we just need to be reassured of what we actually have. So step one would definitely be if you aren't in a position to work with a stylist, take the time for yourself to try on different pants and see where you like the length. Um, typically when you've got more of a straight leg pant, you can keep it about the ankle, maybe just a little bit above the ankle. I honestly don't think capris are flattering for anybody. Again, not sure who designed those, but not a fan. Um, and then if you want something that's a little bit more of a wider leg, then you're going to want it to be a lot more fitted at the top of your body. So it, and that really varies for legs. Doesn't matter what kind of legs you have because a wide leg pant is classic and you want to make sure that they're nice and long and touching the top of your pant. So it really creates a nice long leg. Amazing. Great advice. And I agree with the compassion. I think that um, as women, we are sold all the messages about what our bodies should look like and what's wrong with us. And so it is a real practice of relearning that, you know, body acceptance, body neutrality, body love, body appreciation. And that's one of the things that we've talked about too, is actually also thinking about like, what are the parts that you love about your body and how can you really play into those and favor those? So yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So where, okay, for somebody like me, who's kind of like, I mean, I know what I see, I know what I like when I see it or when other people tell me what to do. Where where do you suggest people go? Where do you suggest that we go for style inspiration? Is that like Pinterest? Is it magazines? I mean, it's not the Sears catalog that we used to get. Where do we go for style inspiration and to start to get a sense of what our flavor might be? I'd say Pinterest is such a great source. Google things. What do what do I type in to Pinterest? Like, do I type in? So, I guess if I've I've taken I've done your taken your style guide, so I know my style is let's say feminine and modern. Would you put in like do I put in like feminine modern outfits? I would, or feminine modern dresses. Like, oh, I guess I could do all of all of those. I things? would separate it. Just be like, I'm looking for a feminine look. Um, I know that I'm not always like going after trends, but you can even say like trends of 2013. 2013 <laughs> if only <laughs> trends of 2012 no that that's my problem I think that's my problem is that I'm stuck in 2013 <laughs> no I'll give myself 2018 or 2020 I'll give myself before the, like before a baby before a pandemic and before nobody even knew if I was wearing pants for three years <laughs> you can you know there's trends of 2023 um if you're looking for feminine looks um you know you really just kind of get creative google it 
Um, you can use ChatGPT to like give you some ideas. Uh, ChatGPT is pretty generic, um, but it does give you ideas. What I find is that there's so much out there. There's so much selection and everybody just feels really overwhelmed and they don't know where to start. So this is where I guess I plug myself. That's why working with me is really unique is because I really help you to see the other side. I'm that pair of eyes. I'm that friend. I'm that cheerleader to really help you see what you can wear and help you to find that confidence in yourself. I did it today with my own client who I was like, you know, you've got a great body, like damn, own it. You, you're smoking. She's like, oh, you know, I just had babies. I'm like, it doesn't matter. That doesn't define you. Your figure is great. And she had some awesome outfits. I'm like, you are on track. I was like, I was really impressed. And she put together a look uh, for a wedding that she has coming up. And I was like, you are not wearing that. That's for sure. I'm like, you've got a great figure. Let's really accentuate on things. So I'm going to put some things together for her to really step outside her comfort zone. And I'm excited because I can feel her excitement and she's feeling that support. And I think at the end of the day, it's just, we want to feel supported sometimes in the things that we choose because we spend so much time making decisions. It's so true. It's so true. Okay, on that, um, what do you say to the people sometimes, uh, like me, but there's like, let's really go with like the tech bros, <laughs> like the people who want to wear like gray, black, the people that say, I mean, our culture glamorizes the idea of people wearing the exact same thing every day. Think of Mark Zuckerberg with the hoodie and Steve Jobs with, I don't know what he wore every day, but I know he wore the same thing every day, you know? So what do you say to those people um, who are just like, I just want it to be efficient, wear the same thing, not want to have decision fatigue, make it easy. What do you say to us? Well, Fashion is for you to have fun with and somewhere along the line, I don't know where, and I feel this is very much in North America because I myself have traveled so much and have been so grateful to be able to see other cultures in how they embrace clothing, how they embrace colors and patterns and there's vibrancy and there's life. And somewhere along the line, we thought it was okay just to kind of like be neutral or just be beige. I know that's not the greatest term, but you know what I mean? It's, we just don't, I think it's what has been fed to us. There's so many narratives again, do this, do this, but we don't own taking the time to have fun. I mean, I've come across it on TikTok where there's much older women who are wearing red lipstick and they've got funky glasses and they've got lots of color. There's all these things and they're like, we don't give a shit. This is the way we look and they own it. And I think we need to take a little bit more power back for ourselves and own it. Like, I'm going to Europe in a couple of days and I'm excited because also a little nervous to be judged, especially by Italians because fashion is such a huge component of life, but just to be 
reignited of ideas and being creative. Um, I myself used to paint. I did ceramics. I was very much an artiste at a point in my life. Um, and I think a lot of that still sits with me and now I express it through fashion. Mm. I think our productivity and hustle culture and also how much we just are sometimes so exhausted that what you just said there to me feels like very representative of what's going on in our greater culture and that we've lost our connection to creativity, to art, to fun, and to pleasure. And so I really love this invitation. I feel like you're calling us all forward and inviting us all to be a little counterculture, to say no thank you to hustle culture and constant productivity and instead say yes please to using fashion and style as a way to express ourselves and have creativity and fun and pleasure and joy just for the sake of joy not just for the sake of doing things but actually for for being and feeling and experiencing i really appreciate that okay i have two more kind of tactical questions for you okay um what are your thoughts about keeping and holding on to clothes that no longer fits us? I definitely am somebody who probably, well, definitely gained several pounds in the pandemic. They are slowly coming back off as things are coming back to life and some other shifts that I'll probably talk about on the podcast another time. Um, but then there's also things that have been in my closet like you saw for like 10 years that I just was like, okay, that's not, I don't even care if that fits again. Goodbye. So what are your thoughts on holding on to clothes that no longer fits? Take a moment to feel something. What did you feel when you wore this? Um, I mean, I have a pair of jeans that are Miss 60 jeans from when I was 13. I can still fit my legs in them. <laughs> I do want to actually turn them into art uh, just because it's a representation of my Nona. They were the first very expensive $120 pair of jeans that I uh, was allowed and was gifted from her. And uh, I, I cherish them very much so. I'd say a good portion of everything in my closet fits me. Um, recently, I had another dress that I really loved. And I was hoping it would work, but it's just my shoulders are too broad. So I gave it to my sister from another mister and uh, she will wear it. And that makes me happy. So, cause I really loved the dress. Um, it was from when I was working at J Crew, So it's really special to me. Um, but take a moment to see how you feel about the item. Like, I know for a long time it was like the low-rise jeans. Well, I never liked low-rise jeans even when they were popular and they fit me. I thought they were nothing but annoying. So, you know, there just comes a point where you have to just really be real with yourself. And if there's like one or two pieces that you have or things that you just want to hold on to, or if there's something you're like, I would like to get back into this, then make sure that it is visible because that is your goal. Everybody talks a lot about, you know, with your vision boards, really envisioning the things that you want to happen and come to life. Then if you're really wanting to fit back into something, then you better be seeing that item all the time. So you know what your end goal is, but make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons and you're not doing it for vanity or because you're trying to be something that 
ultimately isn't really you, do it with intention, not because it's what others are telling you to do. Mm, So well said. Thank you. Okay. You know this uh, about me. I cannot wear heels. I have some foot issues working through it. Um, And I was really surprised at the clothing swap. Somebody else asked this question too. And somebody else, so I guess I'm not alone in this. Maybe somebody else listening also has foot issues. So what do we do? Because you've seen what I do. I wear like Vessies and Toms and flip-flops, but I know there's other options. So what other things can we wear that keep our that are flat that are supportive for our feet where do we find nicer flats what suggestions do you have and maybe you can speak to both kind of summer season and winter season having a good pair of sneakers like fun sneakers there's the likes of new balance new balance is notoriously known for comfort and a good quality runner you can still get really nice nikes as well Um, i know that on like the nike website i believe this is available to canada as well that you can like change the colors on the shoes as well if you're looking for something a little bit more specific and customize it to what it is you want and i think especially again in North America, we just, I do not know where we miss the boat on this, but like customization is key. It's so much fun because this is something for you and only you because you got to be able to design it and select it. Um, You know, there's things like Birkenstocks. I myself have two pairs of Birkenstocks. I have a black pair that are classic also slightly damaged because I wear them in water and you're not supposed to do that. Oops. And (laughs) I have a really nice pair that are this like camel brown with a nice gold buckle. Um, And they look great with a pair of shorts, um, you know, nice flowy pants. And it still looks really put together. So a lot of brands that are out there have really come a long way in terms of offering different options and colors um, that you can choose from. Converse has, you know, more of a platform. And again, you can get Converse in so many different colors. Uh, you know, the, the selection is definitely out there, but I think it really just comes down to like, one, obviously trying things on and two, deciding what really works for you. Amazing. Amazing. And I realized that I I said, I was like, oh, this is for people with foot issues. But I also think as we get older, our tolerance for discomfort just goes down. And I mean, there's, there's some other issues with that. But I think also like, we don't want to stand in line for three hours to get into a bar in six inch heels anymore. Like I'm just, I'm just, that's not happening to most of us anymore. You know, we want comfort. So I, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Um, cause it is great to have style and expression and comfort too. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to go into the golden girls rapid fire questions. You don't know what they are. Um, here we go. So I want to know what is a goal that you're working on right now? Relaunching my business and taking it, uh, to the next level. Uh, and getting my website done. So I'm just currently looking for someone to help me with my website because I have a digital marketing background and I know how to do the things, but I'm like, I don't want to do the things anymore. So I'm excited to be able to offset that to somebody else. And uh, I'm excited for when it gets completed. Mm, Very exciting. Very exciting. What is the best lesson you've learned in the last year? 
friendship. My Jen, who is a huge part of my life, really has shown me what it's like to have somebody who's compassionate, supportive, and loving. And every day I'm forever grateful for her to be in my life. Um, how we are with each other as friends is really special. And I was always really jealous of other women who had those types of friendships growing up. And now that I'm in that position, I, I feel really, really, really lucky. Have you had to change anything about who you are, how you show up to be able to hold that kind of friendship? No, not really. Like she really gets all of me, really all of me. Mm -hmm. There's no sugarcoating anything. It is very real. And she is someone who I talk about a lot uh, because for everything that I've been through, especially in the last five months, there's definitely been a lot of challenges. She has been there without any question. And I really honestly don't know where my life would be if she wasn't in it. Oh, that is so sweet. So beautiful. Send this to Jen. Make sure she gets to hear this. <laughs> um, what is the best money you've ever spent? What did you buy or spend it on? When I was in Rome, uh, this was when I was living in Italy a long time ago. Um, I remember I called my mom and uh, I was like, mom, mom. She was like, what? Getting a hold of my mother was very difficult. Even today, it's difficult to get a hold of her. She's a popular person, or she just doesn't want to talk to me, one of the two. And uh, I was like, Mom, I am on the most dangerous street in Rome. And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, Mom, this is the most dangerous street. Like, I don't think I should be on it. She's like, what in the hell are you talking about? I was like, I see Gucci, Fendi, Prada. She's like, I suggest you turn around because you do not need to be there. I went to Furla instead, <laughs> which is one of my favorite stores. Um, I love their handbags, their leather goods. Um, they make some really beautiful things. And I think sometimes even the quality is better than the really luxury brands. And I bought myself a navy tote, or it's a, more of a blue tote that I still have to this day. Um, but my mom was definitely like, you need to turn around. And then she hung up on me, I'm pretty sure, because she's notorious for doing that too. Um, and uh, it, was, it was just funny, because I was trying to get a rise out of her, because I knew she wasn't totally paying attention. So it was just my way to kind of get at her. But it was that was a really special purchase. A lot of my bags that I bought when I was living in Italy, I still have to this day because for me it's really special because they're not things that I could find in North America. Oh, so cool. That's awesome. I feel like if my daughter called me and said any of that, I would, <laughs> I would also be having a mild panic attack. Um, and I, But instead of hanging up, I feel like I'd be on the plane. Um, okay, so what does success mean to you? Ooh, this one is this is uh, this is a little hard to answer because I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I I use my bees Nona and my Nona as examples of what success are, and I keep them always at the forefront because both of them were able to achieve so much 
during times where women were very much suppressed. Um, quick example, like my bees Nona, after she had my Nona's sister, um, my bees Nona, bees Nono, um, he, I believe, died of a heart attack. And the family went and took everything from her in terms of money. So they left her penniless when she just had two babies. And she ended up um, becoming a bootlegger. And I'm sure there were multiple other things that she did. And by the end, she was able to purchase a rooming house, which she ran, um, I think, pretty much up until she passed. And that building stayed within our family um, up until about six or seven years ago. And a rooming house in Gastown in downtown Vancouver. And I hold a lot of pride in that because I think if she can literally have everything working against her because she wasn't able to get any loans or everything was working against her, right? She still persevered. So I keep that at the forefront to remember that I have a lot more privilege now but I know where I came from and what both my bees Nona and my Nona did uh, for us to live a very comfortable life. Um, and I've had a lot of hard lessons to learn and I've lost a lot of money, but at the end of the day, I know that they were able to achieve it. So I will be able to achieve it as well. Hmm. That's so beautiful and powerful. It's one of the things I really, really always appreciate about you is uh, you really do know where you came from and you look at the people who have come before you and the women in your family and your family um, for lessons and for inspiration. And that's really rare. And I love that. I think we got to keep bringing that back because those that, that have gone before us, like, they, they know things so we can learn so much from them um, and our lots of cultures around the world and in the feminine archetypes there's the wise woman archetype and we don't talk about that a lot in our culture about how important it is to have wise women and to have women in our in our in our culture in our movies in our books in our poetry in our stories in our families in our lives that have been where we want to go or that are wise. And so, yeah, I just love, love that you honor your, your Nona's, uh, with that. So beautiful. Um, okay. Less serious poutine, <laughs> cheese curds or shredded cheese. I don't actually like poutine. So <laughs> no, no, yeah. Ugh. Tragedy. Uh, okay, well, come with me. I'll find you some really good ones. Okay, I feel like I'm on a like on a mission to convert people because a good one is so good. <sighs> okay, all right. Um, last question: How can people connect to you? Learn more about working with you. Where can people find you? You can find me on both Instagram and TikTok. My handle is it's tomato minority. Um, and I do believe it's in the show notes as well because it is a little long. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's also the, show the link as well. But uh, you can find the free guides um, that are in the show notes as well. So you'll get both the organizational guide and then you'll also get the personal style guide as well. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for being here on the show. Uh, thanks for creating an amazing and super fun clothing swap with me and for sharing your wisdom with both the people who came that evening and with everybody listening here today. Thank you for looking at the deeper side of fashion, of style, um, and really bringing to us such an empowering lens and, and voice and message around clothing and how we show up in the world with what we wear. Um, I know I'm walking away. I'm sure everybody listening is feeling more excited, more confident, and ready to actually have fun with our clothes. So thank you so much for bringing that. Um, and everyone, go get your style guide. Go get your closet organization guide and check out working with Tamara it's seriously been amazing for me and so much fun to work with you you. thank you for having me and you've been an instrumental part of you know helping me move forward and get the word out there so I really appreciate that and I hope that everyone you know feels a little bit differently when it comes to finding their style and fashion I'm sure they will. And you know, I had a fun thought. Um, and in the show notes, I'm going to add some of the pictures of the before and after Tamada inspiration. So they're not like beautiful Jillian Harris before and after photos. So don't expect that. But they are pretty cool. And um, that might also give you some inspiration in terms of how you can, might be able to take some things from your closet that you already have and Tamadaize them or style them a little bit differently. So I'll share those pictures so people can see what's possible, get a little inspiration. Um, and thank you again. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, I hope you've all enjoyed this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls podcast.